Alrighty, Fonzie here with a bit of a bonus episode for This Warrior's Life, talking to the old mate Dino the Dragon about the forthcoming Warriors vs Dragon game. Dino, how are you, big fella? You're good, Fonzie. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're not going to follow any particular path here. I think this is a rambling episode. Um, we all know Dragons aren't going to beat the Warriors, right, Dino? Is that is that a fair comment or am I getting a bit cheeky? Much as I hate to say it, I think you're 100% right. If we get within 20, I'll, I'll consider it a victory. So I'm not going to push my heel into, the, into that sore point. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's have a bit of a yarn sort of late in the season about our two clubs' fortunes and uh, the NRL generally because – I know you've got a lot to add in a lot of different dimensions about footy and so on. So let me start here. Let's start with a tight one around the Warriors game this weekend. So have you kept an eye on us over the last couple of months, how we've been going? I mean, do you have a sense of where we are as a team? Are we we a premiership threat, do you know? Um, I can't say I've watched you ultra closely, but I've, I've watched a bit. Uh, I think you're going for your seventh victory in a row this week. Yep, correct. Um, we're going for our fifth loss in a row, um, so something's got to give. Um, I, I think you're on the next rung below Brisbane and Penrith. To me, it's Brisbane and Penrith. Yep. And then the rest, and I think you, the Warriors are the best of the rest. If I could put what it a, that way. What about Melbourne? Put us there, same. Um. No, unless Pappenhausen comes back like the old Pappenhausen, yep. I don't see Melbourne having the overall quality. Okay. I can see them making a prelim final and yep. losing to either Brisbane or Penrith. Um, unless, as I say, Pappenhausen comes back like the old Paps, that'd be a chance. But I don't think he will. Been out too long. Um, so you've got us. you've got us as third favourite? For the cop yeah. at the minute. Yeah, yeah right. what I've seen and the way Johnson's playing and Zeline Wotesniak and a few others. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think some of the eight are a bit weak. Yeah, yeah. Semi, notwithstanding they'll be in the semi-finals and the Dragons won't, they're a bit weak. Like you've yeah. got the, Even though they're playing okay at the moment, the Knights... Um, the Sharks. The Sharks can't beat anyone ranked above them. Um, Canberra, right. I don't really rate. So, in, in a sense, it's apart from the top four, it's, it's a weak, one of the weakest semi final series I think we'll have seen. Yeah. The bottom four of the semis. Yeah. But can I yeah. test you on it? really struggling if they make it. The Roosters are battling to make it, you know. Um, there's only three formed teams, really. But can I test you on that a little bit? So from the perspective of a team who's sitting third and you know, Warriors like like to think where they're about, um, I'm scared shitless of playing the Rabbitohs because if, if they get it together and turn it on, I feel like they could beat anyone. Um, the Roosters probably coming from a bit further back and probably, you know, a bit more bogged down in issues internally. But again... If they turned it on, they could beat anyone. And the yeah. Sharks, I'm, I'm less scared of the Sharks, I'm less scared of the Raiders because I think they've got more transparent sort of problems in, in, in their teams. But 
I, look, while I agree with you that there's not there's not a body of work from many teams that's scary at the moment, other than Brisbane and Penrith. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's sort of you know best games from quite a few teams who would scare you as a top team. What do you think about that? Like, yeah, yeah, they'll all try. They'll all lift for the semis. You know, they'll all lift and they'll all give it a hundred percent. And you know, on any given day, anything can happen. I suppose, but just on the run of things and more mm. of averages and what 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 we've seen this season. Um, you really don't think the Knights can win the comp, do you? Even though they've, they've won seven in a row. I don't think they can win the comp, but I think they can beat us in a one-off semi, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they could beat us or Melbourne or, yeah. you know, a bottom eight, bottom half of the eight team in a one-off semi. You, you know, could like, be playing at home, though. That's a huge advantage. Well, let, let's not get too far ahead. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So so let me, let me slow burn this, this discussion, right? So... Dino, I, w- I want to start with this. So you're a Saints fan, right? Um, yeah. You've been a Saints fan for how many years, would you say? You can oh. round, it, round it off. 50 years. 50 years, yep. Your old man was a Rabbitohs fan, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. How did you go oh, from... Rabideau, roosters, really, Roosters. Okay. Because he grew up in that Moore Park area, Roosters. Yeah. yeah. So how did you go... So your old man was a... Uh, Roosters fan, how'd you go from that to being a Saints fan yourself? Well, they used to have back in the sixties the uh, what they call the match of the day. Mm-hmm. Saturday would be the be the top match of the weekend at the City Cricket Ground, and back then, <laughs> six out of every seven Saturdays would dra- be a Dragons match. Dragons playing someone, Dragons playing West, or Dragons playing Tigers or Roosters. Yep. So when I'm an impressionable young kid, I thought I'll hop on the back of this mob. They're, they're winning. They win a lot. <laughs> yep. 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 As simple as that. Fair weather bandwagon fan through. Well, his... back then. Yeah. It yep. hasn't all been fair weather stuff since then, but. Um... No, no, you've stuck solid. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You might have, you might have jumped on in good times, but you've stayed through the bad. Yep. And and if you look at the dragons, um. I mean, I remember you and I had a conversation on here a couple of years ago when both our sides were down in the dumps, management issues, roster issues and so on. Mm. Um, since then, you've had a couple of years under hook, which is coming to an end. You've signed Flano. You brought through some promising juniors but not really probably hit the right sort of notes. No. I think we're a mixture of good and bad. Yeah. Uh, we don't seem to be improving no matter who the coach is. Uh, hopefully Flanagan will improve the, the side. Well, let me ask you, what do you think of Hook? Did, did Hook improve uh, the side? A waste of time. He was yesterday's man. Played an old-style game, a power, a bit like Mary McGregor, a forwards power game, and we didn't have the forwards and we didn't have the power, but we seem to think <laughs> we did. You know, every team has big forwards. That, yep. that of itself isn't going to win your games. Um, Just quietly, we don't have big forwards. We're, we're the only team that doesn't have big forwards, so we'll come. No, to but you've got other attributes. We don't have those other attributes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hook was a, two two years of waste. He seems to have left everywhere. Wherever he's gone, he's basically been sacked. Um, I can't name. I can't name one player that improved under him. 
Well, this is what my co-host of This Warriors Life will would say about Brownie, Nathan Brown, um, at the Warriors, where we had two years of him, albeit in COVID, albeit difficult mm. circumstances. But, you know, Will would say that Brownie set expectations low and not many players improved under him. And you know, he sort of left us and we've obviously kicked off real exponential degree since he left. Mm. Um, I mean, do you do you think that there's sort of other factors at your club at the moment or do you think it's just coaching and sort of selection oh, and all the things that go with that? You know, we all hear rumours, but I think the Ben Hunt factor this year has been huge. He's so basically... What's the Ben Hunt factor? What do you mean by that? Well, he asked for a release. He signs no. a contract earlier in the year for another two years and then a few months later decides, you know, Suppose, supposed family reasons or whatever. I want out of here. I want to get my wife wants to go back to Queensland. Blah blah blah. Um, and the, the the mail I've heard is that half the club love him, half the players love him, half the players hate him. Zach Lomax doesn't speak to him on a social level. Right. Uh, and Flanagan's come in and said, "You're not going anywhere, mate. You're contracted for till the end of 2025." But the word is he's agitating again. And you can see it in his play the last few games. He's just going through the motion. Yeah. Um, so how does that how does that resolve, though? So so this is the fear a lot of Warriors fans had about SJ, Sean Johnson, at the end of yeah. last. Not that there was a, you know, that he wanted to leave the club, but, you know, people thought he was cooked, right? He was done. And yeah. how were we going to sort of manage that exit, right? Um yeah. How tenable is it to have a, a halfback who you think is just not up for it? Like, I mean, how do, what do you do with that? I mean, he's just going to pull the club. Tenable. Not, not only is he the halfback, he's the captain. Yeah. So how does that work? Well, it doesn't. The results are showing that. But there's a big rumour that um, Chad Townsend wants out of the Cowboys. Yeah. And he'll come to the Dragons because him and Flanagan have a connection from yeah. Sharks in 2016. Is that fair income, though? Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, don't don't say where you know from, but yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, and that Hunt, I'll do a swap with Hunt. Yeah, okay. So he won't end up with Brisbane or the Gold Coast, but he'll be back in Queensland, up at the Cowboys. Okay, okay. And Chad, we need someone like a Chad Townsend. He's an organiser. He's not the flashiest player, but he's an organiser, and we just lack structure. Hunt doesn't do it, and Bone doesn't do it. We just let Sullivan go to the Tigers. So we haven't got a backup halfback to hunt, even if he stays. I do want to dig into your roster and what's happened with it, but um, indulge me for a bit. Um, how do you look at the incredible turnaround in the Warriors in the last 12 months? Like, dead set, we were 15th last year out of 16. Yeah. We're sitting third, probably going to finish third or fourth this year. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't signed you know, a roster that, you know, is gold-plated. We've got no. a rookie coach who was the, the third-best coach at Penrith, if you ask blanks last year, right? Um, so when you look at that, how do you, from a distance, look at that? What, what's your take on that? Well, to be honest, I, I, I don't get it. Because <laughs> as I look at um, his name, DZW, whatever. Yeah, Dallin. Yeah, Dallin with Tennis. He was a Canterbury on the wing. Yeah. Yeah, he and was. Yeah. He's a superstar. He scored 21 tries, a joint leading try scorer. 
Every time you see him, he's diving over in the corner. Sean Johnson's playing as well as ever. He must be so happy to be home and settled settled home life and all that stuff. He got one of the best props in the game and Vanilla Blake. Yeah. Um he's 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 as good as Fisher Harris or Payne Ars, I reckon. Yeah. Um and you've always raved about Wade Egan and well, I watched the game a few weeks ago and I could I could finally see what you saw in him. I never watched him closely enough. Yeah. But he's a player. And I just think Webster must have done an outstanding job. You look at Seraldo, he's done nothing at the Bulldogs. Yeah. With arguably a better roster on paper. Well, before the season started, everyone wanted to tell me the Bulldogs had a better roster than us, right? And, and he was probably regarded higher than Webster at uh, Penrith. There's no probably about it. Yeah, yeah I know. And he doesn't seem to get criticised. Um, they've had a shocking year too. Um, yep. You know? I just think Webster, he must, he must just have something. That, and then whatever I've seen Johnson or Tohu Harris or whoever interviewed, it's obvious the almost love they have for Webster. Yeah. You know, yep. they run through a big wall for him. Well, you know, I, I interviewed him with, with the yeah. boys. Yeah. Um, he doesn't talk the usual league speak when I've seen him interviewed. You know, the usual cliche phrases no. and all this stuff. And, you know, uh, it seems genuine and, you know. Humble and all that. And so, plus, you think, you think a large factor is, if I can ask you one question, yeah. you're back, they're back at home. They're not on the Central Coast or, you know, they're playing home games. Like even even for a, a game where you're expected to rob in this weekend, apparently it's a sellout. Yeah, Absolutely so, sellout. so there, there's a few things going on there. Um, so one is being at home, it's certainly mobilised the fans back in Auckland. Big crowds, mm. all of that. Um, the club's done an outstanding job. I was quite critical of club management last year, um, mm. rightly so, because they were doing some dumb shit. But mm. um, they have been outstanding this year in a number of ways, building the development pathways and also building the game day experience to where um, a Warriors home game in Auckland, as far as I can tell, sitting here in Sydney, is a real event. It's fantastic. Yeah. So they've done a great job. And as a result, we're selling out, like you say, weeks in advance. Um, yeah. But in terms of the being home factor, I think there's definitely a, a chunk of that. But if you look at our roster, probably half of it from last year to this year aren't Kiwis in the sense that they're not long-term. You know, so um, it's more the stability than being in NZ. Like Josh Curran, Wade Egan. You know, yeah. um, Murata de Corre, you know, like th- these players didn't live in Australia, in New Zealand before. But the Dragon, uh, Jackson Ford. Okay, Jackson Ford, on. right? Yeah. So he's yeah. having his, his career best year. Yeah. But it's, it's not because he's in New Zealand, because. Nah. <laughs> yeah, right? Barnett. Yeah, yeah, Barnett, right? It's yeah. the coaching staff and the game model. And um, here's a, a nugget I'll share with you. So. The thing that I've noticed about Webby and the um, team and the way he's coaching it, he's narrowed the role of our players more than I see other coaches do. So, yeah. for example, we've got a, a prop forward called Bunty Arfoa, right? You've yeah. probably seen him before. Big yeah, Tongan yeah. fella, big hair, all that, right? Yeah. What What do you think of when I say Bunty Arfoa? You probably think of a guy coming off the back fence off a kick. Yeah, hard straight runner with the hair blowing in the breeze and get smashed and yep. Yep. 
You know how Webby uses him? He no. makes he makes no carries. Okay. Webby uses him purely for decoy runs and make tackles in the first 20 minutes, and he doesn't come on again after 20 minutes, right? Yeah. And what's the logic of that? Webby's worked out that um, other than that sort of kickoff run or you know the that that sort of highlight, um, what happens is when he goes into contact. He gets held up. He gets a slow play of the ball. He juices himself. He doesn't have a big motor. And so mm. Webby basically says, hey, Bunty, go out there for 20 minutes, right? Mm. Tackle your heart out, run decoy lines, but I'm not actually going to get you into contact with the ball too often because I want you to save your juice. Then I'm going to take you off and I'm going to put Barnett on. I'm going to put, you know, mm. these other blokes on. And um, another example is our centre, Rock or Berry, where he uses these players very um, – specifically in terms of the role he wants them to play. And I had, honestly, like I think Webby has put out this year the coaching performance of the decade. Like this is a team who 12 months ago ran 15th and no one thought, no one thought was going to make the semis this year. And yeah. he's turned them into a top, it's a top 14. It's, it's, he has to be coach of the year. What, what does he? What, so let me ask you this. So Dino, just for everyone listening, Dino's from the North Shore of Sydney. He's a well, well-heeled fella um, up there. He's got no love for the Warriors beyond, um, you know, being mates with me. But um, I mean, look at Kevy. You look at the other contenders. Mm. I mean, is, is Webby the standout? In my view, yes. Kevy and, and and Ivan Cleary have got. More, more stars, if I could use that word. I don't like that word, but I'll use it anyway. More stars or a better roster. Yeah. Uh, in terms of origin players and, you know, you look, look at Penrith, it's pretty obvious. But as you said earlier, Webster's roster isn't as good. And just to go from 15th to 3rd at this stage is incredible. It's so crazy. No one gave them a chance. Yeah. Everyone thought if any, if any Penrith assistant was going to do that, it was going to be Soraldo at Canterbury. But they're 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 fifteenth uh, with with Guskell's checkbook, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. And they're, yeah, they're signing Penrith B. They're calling them because they're signing yeah. Crichton again for ne- for next year. Um, no, I think he's coach of the year. Walters has done a good job with Brisbane, given their fade out last year. Yeah, um, but he's got what's he got six Origin players or something. Yeah. Um, no, I think Webster's coach of the year. By a mile, really. And so let's 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 move out a bit. The footy this year, I mean, I think it's been the best comp I've seen in five years. I reckon, just because <laughs> I feel like the distribution of talents there. I think you know there's sort of less concentration in the top four teams. I think we sort of got the right balance between the six again, the fast game, um, and so on. Where you know I feel like I can watch a game and it's not. Sort of totally ref driven, um, but but yeah. that that that's from the perspective of a Warriors fan who's winning a lot, right? How, how have you seen it from a? Well, you're a good mate, but I'm going to have to uh, respectfully disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. So t- tell me, tell point. me, what, what do you see? I see three very weak teams: yep. the Dragons, the Bulldogs, and the Tigers that invariably lose every week, uh, which hasn't happened for a long time. I can remember last year going into the last three or four weeks, there were like 12 teams that could still make the eight. This year, the eight, I wouldn't say it's virtually settled. Certainly the top four is just about settled. And East, South, was it East, 
Souths or Canberra can finish seventh and eighth. Yeah. But as I said earlier, I think the bottom half of the four is quite weak. Okay. I think it's a, I don't know if it's because of the extra team, the Dolphins, as good as they've done, as well as they've gone, it's probably diluted the strength of the competition a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have, I can't remember the last time there were three teams. Like the, the, the top team's on 40 points, premiership points. The bottom team's on 14. There was yeah. nothing like that disparity this time last year. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was nothing like that. But the actual quality of the football, I agree, is from the good teams is excellent. Yeah. Uh, just the disparity in the the best and worst of the teams. So you follow a shit team and you're feeling that at the moment, right? Like as in you follow your team in the bottom three. And, and you just know that they're not going to, you know, like the Dragons, I think the most, the last seven weeks have lost, the most they've lost is by 12 points. So they're in games, but you almost know they, they're going to find a way to lose. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in, they, haven't, they haven't got as many wins as they got last year, nor have the Tigers, nor have the Bulldogs. Uh, the bottom team finished on 20 or 22 last year. Yeah. Uh, not 14 or 16 or 18. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, Brisbane and Penrith and the Warriors and Melbourne, they're quality sides. No argument. So one thing I'd say about the Warriors this year and that's helped us sort of kick into that top bracket is Webby's understood that in the modern game, um, you don't need a big forward pack, right? So he said to us on our podcast back in December, um, I don't care how big they are as long as they're fit, fast and strong, right? Mm. So I need forwards mm. who are fit, fast and strong. So you look mm. at um, you know, Bantia R4, who we're talking about, um, mm. you know, he probably doesn't fit that description. Adam Fenua Blake does. Mitch Barnett does. He's fit, fast, and strong, right? Mm. Um, and so there's a bit of an evolution in the game that way, where yep. it, you know the average um, prop forward's probably got a bit lighter. It's you know pre-contact meters matter more. Yeah, are there a lot of offloads in the Warriors pack? I haven't really. No, nah, not particularly. No, we 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 like we we've got our share of them, but that's not what it's about. It's it's more about. It's more about sort of pre-contact meters, getting into the wrestle in the right position and roll mm. through. You know, I, I think there's probably a little bit of an evolution in the game that way. Um, have you seen that? Or how have you seen that sort of middle wrestle part of the game this year? Oh, well, I sort of, my focus tends to be on Dragons game. So they yeah. still, like we were saying with Hook and Mary McGregor before, he may still try and play, play that power game rubbish. Yeah, the form doesn't work where no one offloads. The only time they offload is in five minutes to go when they get desperate. They just play an old style game that I think is not relevant anymore. You look at, I was watching Melbourne the other night and just Harry Grant and there was another forward, I can't think of his name. They're quick. Yeah. They're long. Fast. Mobile, fast. They're looking for support. Yeah. Teams like the Dragons. we don't do that. We've got the players. We've just got Debellum who goes one up or um, your old cast off Murdoch Masilla. Yeah. Or, um, Blake Laurie. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it is, right? So if you get a uh, run, 
if you're going to run one out, we're going to pick you off. You know, mm. like teams are fit. You know, we mm. we can handle that. You've got to have something. So we've got Tohu Harris, mm. um, who goes to the line. He's a big body, so you've got to get in front of him. But he's going to ball play. All right. So you got to watch out who he's passing to. Then we've got Dylan Walker comes on at 13. It's like a yeah. halfback playing at 13, right? So it's a great guy for you guys, I think. Oh, Dylan Walker. outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Sensational. Yeah. Then you know, sort of on the edges, we've got. Um, Maratha Nyakore and Jackson Ford, your mm. your old cast off Ford, and we we basically use them to do power carries and make their tackles. But then we sort of play back through the middle, you know, like we 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 yeah. open up open the middle up um, to ball playing, and I think that's sort of the, the way of the future. And I th- I think you know looking at McGregor and now Hook, um, he's in this old school kind of. I'll just get big blokes to trundle up the middle, and and that game's dead. Yeah, and I think Flanagan will recognise that. I, I think he's smart, Flanagan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he'll be good, but problem with the Dragons, no one, no one will want to go there. What while. does that mean? Well, you're not going to be able to recruit any sort of good players, marquee players. We bought Harmy Sellade from South. He's the only player we've bought so far. Yeah, but you uh, guys, you guys are you got a fair nursery down on the south side. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you've got a a much better nursery than say the Roosters or Souths or even the Bulldogs. I'd say you'll yeah. find players. You'll find players. And they've got to teach into with ad nauseum, but they've got to teach the fullback Tyrell Sloan to defend Ravalawa to stop coming in off his wing in defence. He scores two tries, but lets in three every week. But he just cannot resist coming in. Flanagan will, will get all the bad habits out of those guys, I think. He'll fix that, yeah, which they haven't been able to fix it. Moses Suley's just, a, like you were saying about Bunny of Moses Suley's just a big, strong centre. He's just a battering ram. But he's got to do more than that. He's got to set up a winger, pass the ball. Because um, when I watch the Warriors, they're creative and quick. Well, yep. they're not quick. You watch Penrith, they're quick. They're quick in defence as well as in attack. Yep. Um, so are Brisbane. They're very quick. When they played, I forget who it was the other night, Parramatta, but the speed of Brisbane just surprised me. Yeah, I, I'm the same, mate. I watch that game as well. Brisbane, yeah. Brisbane, like, I mean, I, I think at the moment you'd say Penrith are the standout team, but Brisbane actually scared me in terms of yeah. how, high, yeah. how high their ceiling is. It's incredibly yeah. high. Bruce Walsh stays fit, your ex-player. If he yeah. stays, they are a oh. real threat. Hey, so what what do you reckon of Walsh? Because I, I put on Twitter that I reckon Reese Walsh is the best player I've seen since Andrew Johns. That's a big statement. Yeah, yeah. I'd still rate Slater above him as a fullback, only yeah. because he did it for longer. But if he does it for another four or five years, he'd be right up there. I'll tell you why I said that. Because the timing. I've seen like the way Reese Walsh moves into contact and passing, the yeah. time, the timing. I've not seen a player do that since Andrew Johns. It is, to me, it is split second crazy. And I mm. think in, in ten years' time, Reese Walsh is going to be into the immortals unless he goes and cokes himself up and just drops himself. Yeah, up the whole he, thing. He looks right? like he's got a big head. If he yeah. keep, keep that under, under control. Um, he could be anything. But I don't know if you remember pre his injury, 
the speed of Pappenhausen. So let's broaden this chat out a little bit. So a lot of talk about the NRL player negotiations, all of that kind of carry on, which sort of funnels into discussion about extra teams and expansion. Mm. So my mail is mm. that we're going to go to 20 teams um, mm. in, in not too long. And one of them is going to be Papua New Guinea mm. and one of them is going to be Perth. And I mm. like to think, but I don't have mail on this, that another one's going to be New Zealand that will get us to 20. What's your take on where the game is, whether it can support expansion, what it would look like if we went to 20 teams? You know, what's your overall sort of sense of all of that? um, Well, like I said with the Dolphins before, they started off pretty well and won their first three and everyone, their Bennett's a genius, but they've faded the last, the second half of the comp. I just worry about the the dilution of talent. Are there enough players out there? um, Another team, yes. Another three teams? That's what? Another 100 players almost. That's 100 players, yeah. First grade standard to be found. Yeah, but you Uh, won't find them. So you're going to muddle along with substandard comp for five, ten years. Yeah. If the teams are from areas where there's growth, then we'll grow into that. Yeah. I'd be happy with 18 teams, one more team. In just my view, I think it should be Perth. Yeah, okay. Why is that? Because uh, apparently, from what I've read and seen, there's a market for league there. The You've been over there for Origin, haven't you? Yeah. It's um, a big event there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the time zone factor, that's what they love about it, that it's two hours behind so they can they can cover all the Sunday afternoon or, you know, with a game from there, then a game in Sydney, a game in New Zealand, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a go. The only thing is the travel. Yeah. But teams travel to New Zealand now, so it's probably the same, maybe a little bit longer. What do you reckon uh, about Papua New Guinea? Can you see that go? I think they'd struggle. For a yeah. long time. What makes you think that? Well, who's here? Can you name? I can name Justin Ollum. And going back, Adrian Lamb. New Gideons that have played in, in the NRL at a, at a good level, decent level. I know league's the national sport in New Guinea, but that yeah. doesn't automatically mean they're going to be. And I know they're playing the Queensland Cup and whatever, but I just think it. It'll take them a long time to get up to that that jump from Queensland Cup to the NRL, a whole team, yep. a whole 30 players. How do you think they'd go? Well, so I spent a bit of time up there visiting one of my mates up there who was based there, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm convinced that they have the player pool and the interest there. Mm-hmm to get it right, but they need investment, right? So they need a high-performance centre up there. Yeah. And so the Hunters are the start of that. So the Hunters are competitive in Q Cup, right? Um, But, yeah, the the league didn't give the Dolphins one cent just as a, you know, unlike they were the Swans and the the GWS started up with the Aussie Wheels, they got millions and millions of dollars. Look, I mean... They have the money up there to sort of... Like the Dolphins are loaded. They've got $80 million in the bank or something. Um, 
does the New Guinea the New Guinea franchise have money of itself to to start and you know maintain itself and without any assistance from the league? So you you know my mate Sab, the Australian government's promised twenty five million a year mm. minimum funding to support a PNG NRL team. Yeah, twenty five mil covers the salary cap plus all the coaching and high-performance staff cap. And so all, yeah. that's, all that's left is development pathway. So I think it's going to happen. Um, that's the big China away from us, isn't it? Well, it's a, let's, not, <laughs> let's not get into that. But, but yeah, partly, absolutely, partly. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not sort of going to get into the geopolitics of it. But <laughs> all I'll say is that... Um, more money spent on rugby league is always a good thing, no matter where it comes from. So, and and what the drivers are, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's likely to happen. Um, and I also think that the Papua New Guinea can be a, an academy pathway for the whole Pacific, because yeah. there's yeah. visa issues in getting a visa from Papua New Guinea to Sydney, yeah. but from Fiji or. Vanuatu or New Caledonia or Cook Islands to PNG, there's no visa issues, right? So we could yeah. sort of make that the funnel to bring the elite players through the Pacific into Sydney. What so, about a combined Pacific team, say Samoa, Fiji, Cook Islands? I don't. I, I think. I think the problem with that is um, there's no shared heritage there. Like, and 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 I, I'm talking shit here because I'm not Pacifica, but I don't, from what I've heard, I don't think there's any shared heritage yet. So, yeah. I think you are them, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. PNG, it's nine million people, man. It's like it's bigger than New Zealand. PNG. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all we got to do is turn the tap on. It'll be sweet, yeah. I think. Um, and any of, the, any of the NRL players, they you know they have that prime minister's thirteen that go there each year and play there. They rave about it. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. Like gods up there, and you know. Mate, yeah. it's re- it's ready to go. Yeah, all right. So we've got sidetracked. Let's 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 get back to dragons and warriors. Um, so obviously we're playing this week. Um, any particular injuries or ins and outs for you blokes this week? How are you how are you looking? Uh, I think I think Zach Lomax will probably be back. He had a shoulder injury. He hasn't played for a couple of weeks. The Bellin suspended for the year. Jaden Sue is still out. Jaden Sullivan might be back. Bench his second last match before he goes to the Tigers. Um, that's about it. But you you say that, but you guys put in an effort last week. Really? Yeah, we've put in an effort ever since Ryan Carr took over as assistant. We've been in so many games this year with fifteen minutes to go. And we've just forgotten how to win. Yep. You know? And we're paying this guy, I know. We go on about Ben Hunt. We're paying him 1.2 mil, and I can't think of maybe maybe two games all year where you could say he won us the game. Yeah. Because you look at these other marquee players and halves, they do it week in week out. Yeah, you know, the Munsters and the Clearies, Sean Johnson this year, and yeah, uh, you know DCE. Even though Manly is struggling a bit, but he plays hundreds well. a week. Yeah. And two games to go. You've got you're a team that's got everything to play for. You'll wrap up top four if you win this week. We've got nothing to play for, except maybe contracts for next year. But uh, I can only see a bit of a shellacking, to be honest. 
Would you? How, how big a margin would you put on it if you were taking a punt? 10, 20? Oh, at least 20. You go 20, yeah, right. Warfare income, at least 20, which I think I can't see why you wouldn't be. At least 20. We will be in it till half time. We'll be yeah. 10 behind at half time. Then after that. So at the moment, uh, a lot of the talk in Warriors sort of circles is um, where, you know, we're, we're winning games, but we're not looking that good. And yeah. our left edge is looking very shaky. We're leaking points down there. Our right edge um, is scoring points, but teams have worked out that if you jam on our right edge, like come up, pass the ball yeah. early, yeah, you can shut that right edge down. And, you know, if you look at it, the Tigers, the Titans, and their Manly, Manly it yeah. all causes a lot of trouble off the back mm. of sort of those tactics and, and where we are. So, mm. um, you know, I think a lot of people would hear you say that and say it's a little bit pessimistic on the form of the last few weeks where I think if the Dragons sort of take a certain approach, they can bustle us and cause us trouble. So, yeah. yeah, does that yeah. change change your view at all? No, because um, <laughs> our right edge is the worst in the comp. In preparation for this, I looked up some stats. 58% of our, what is it, of our tries conceded. That's the Ravalawa's Lomax side. Yep. The fence there is atrocious. The other side with the Thigai brothers is not much better. Yep. Atrocious defence and the... They'll hammer, they'll hammer at the Ravalawa side. Yeah. Tyler Sloan, fullback, doesn't want to catch bombs. He wants to do the pretty stuff in attack, but he doesn't want to do the hard yards in defence. Um, well, when I, I've got some mates of the Dragon supporters, and I'm always putting crap on Ravalawa. And their view is it's not Ravalawa's fault, it's the men inside him. Yeah, well, that's all. That's all. Mate, dead set. Warriors fans always want to blow up at the winger. Always. Yeah. 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 It's not it's not the winger most of the time. No, he's just trying to cover for what's happening inside. Yeah. But is a shocker in the air. Slow is a shocker in the air. Uh, We've never I can't remember the last bomb we caught, the last short kickoff we did and caught one. Um, and the error errors out of nowhere. I just think you've got too much to play for. We've got Little to play for. Uh, I'll be amazed if we get within ten. So I think I think if you're going to be that's not a built-in excuse. It's just how you're playing as compared to how we're playing. And isn't um, Tamaro Martin? Is he might be back? Yeah, but he won't replace Metcalf though, will he? He should. Um, yeah, in my opinion. But I, I think he's probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure whether he's ready. Like our so our left edge has been loose, and mm. um, I don't want to be critical of anyone, but but you to be fair, you, you probably haven't seen much of the dragons when they no. get down in the opposition quarter. Their attack is woeful, it's yeah. unstructured, it's too much one out. They've got the worst for a guy for Ben Hunt. You know, he's an Origin halfback, or well, he's an Origin player. Yeah. Um, the worst conversion of kicks yeah, for goal line dropouts yeah. of any halfback in the comp. They invariably go dead or he kicks them into the legs of his opponents. Um, 
out, we're just hopeless when we get down. We're better off from 70 metres out. Yeah, right. Yeah, when we're 15 metres out. No structure. You watch the Penriths and the Brisbane and the Warriors. There's a plan. They know what they're doing. We don't have any plan, you know, unless it's a bit of slow and brilliance. Yeah. Um, or a Lomax catches a ball, a high ball, or Ravalara bashes over. That's it. You never seen a moan set up anyone or Suli set up anyone or Hunt set up anyone. He goes on his own. Yep. Like, we won't have the structure, I don't think, to upset you unless unless Sloan has a blinder or, you know. But even then, what's that? One, two tries. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I think yeah, it's got a big job next year. Yeah, but, I mean, Webster's shown. You can change it in yes. four months. Yeah, true. You can, true. if the roster's there. Um, and I personally didn't think the roster was there and, you know, he's gone and done it. So um, it's it's doable. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, take some predictions. W- what do you reckon this game's going to end in? If you were, you know, give me a result, a score. Um, and if you've got it in, you know, give me a try scorer. Given that it's a dry track, I reckon 44 to 12. Wow. Warriors. So 30 points, Warriors way. Yep. Well, two of our best forwards are out, Debellon and Sewer. And they're slow forwards. Our pack is a slow pack yeah. in attack and defence. Um, yeah. This power game's a myth in terms of the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we had Tarek Sims and Paul Vaughan and a few years ago and Debellum, you know, we had four State of Origin players in the pack. Maybe then, but not now. Looking forward, mm-hmm. how do you see the Dragons progressing with Flano and changes coming? Is, is it sort of hopeful oh, times? I'm not, I'm not expecting him to do what Webster's done this year, but I, I think they'll... I just wanted to see an improvement in the way they play, with the, the team structure and the, particularly the defence. The defence has been woeful. 600 odd points conceded. Too soft. Whenever a team gets down near our line, it's try time. We don't defend kicks. Um, Flanagan will improve all that. I mean, he turned Cronulla around. They were a bit like the Warriors when Flanagan went there. They were down near the bottom. But he didn't do it the next year. It took him two or three years. As we know, they won a comp. Uh, they had, had some good players, though. And he, he recruited some. Townsend and Wade Graham and that sort of stuff. Hopefully Flanagan does that over time. I, I think he's a good, good buyer as a coach. Mm. Uh, but it will take some time. So who, well, who's, who's going to win the comp this year? I, I would love it if the Warriors won it. As I know you would. I think Penrith will again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to sniff around Brisbane. I'm starting to think that they've got an X factor there that Penrith might yeah. struggle with. I mean, Penrith's clearly the best side, but to beat Penrith, you've got to disrupt them, and I think yeah. Brisbane can disrupt them. Um, I think yeah. the Warriors, I'm increasingly thinking, and it's a bit unpopular, but I'm increasingly thinking we're a side who um, has sort of lifted our worst game up, mm. but our best game still doesn't touch those guys. You know, that, that's sort of 
probably where I'm at at the moment. Hopefully you haven't played your best game yet. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. You know, there's a lot of time to go. Um, and we've seen teams like Tigers 2005, you know. Um, yeah. But I, but I don't see that kind of acceleration in the Warriors performance that I saw in the Tigers 2005. And I rode that wave, you know, pretty hard back then. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Dino, any last thoughts for the NRL season this year before we clock off? Uh, it's been enjoyable. And I think it'll be a really good semi-final series. I'm tipping Brisbane Penrith grand final. Uh, and two really good prelims when I just think Brisbane and Penrith are, the, are the, just slightly above the Warriors and Melbourne. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it, mate. All right. Cheers, legend. Right Cheers up, to the chat. Catch ya. See ya. Good luck.